Compass Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Israel declares war. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka on this Monday. October 9th. Glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. Israel is reacting with force after a surprise attack by Hamas over the weekend. The U.S. is sending an aircraft carrier group to the Mediterranean in response. The attack on Israel has added a new sense of urgency on Capitol Hill, where lawmakers are trying to choose a House speaker this week. On a related note, how replacing Kevin McCarthy as speaker is causing headaches for vulnerable Republicans ahead of next year's election. And putting yourself in a position for a raise next year. Employers, they kind of went nutso. During COVID, like it was sort of like, let's stuff my mouth with chocolates and, you know, let's get as many people in the door as we can because we're freaking out here, Uh, especially in certain fields where the demand went way up during COVID. Career expert Julie Bauke on getting a bigger raise when companies don't seem willing to give one. Israel has formally declared war on Palestinian militants after Hamas began an assault Saturday on Israeli towns and army bases. As of last evening, the United Nations says 123,000 people were displaced due to fear and concerns about the destruction of their homes. Each side has reported hundreds dead. Dozens of Israelis and perhaps some Americans were taken hostage. Gilad Erdan is Israel's ambassador to the UN. What we are witnessing are war crimes, blatant barbaric war crimes, slaughtering civilians, abusing hostages, taking babies from their roof, from their mothers. There are no words to describe such savagery. Riyad Mansour is permanent observer of Palestine to the UN. We know only too well that the messages about Israel's right to defend itself will be interpreted by Israel as license to kill. Israeli soldiers were fighting to expel Hamas fighters after the group's air, land, and sea assault caught Israel by surprise. In terms of the U.S. response, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin ordered the Ford Carrier Strike Group to sail to the eastern Mediterranean to be ready to assist Israel after the attack by Hamas that has left more than 1,000 dead on both sides. The USS Gerald R. Ford, the Navy's newest and most advanced aircraft carrier, and its approximately 5,000 sailors and deck of warplanes will be accompanied by cruisers and destroyers in a show of force. Secretary of State Antony Blinken on ABC's This Week. Hamas wouldn't be Hamas without the support that it's gotten over many years from Iran. We haven't yet seen direct evidence that Iran was behind this particular attack or involved, but the, the support over many years is clear. A U.S. official says preliminary reports indicate that at least four American citizens were killed in the attacks and an additional seven were missing and unaccounted for. The carrier strike group based in Norfolk, Virginia, was already in the Mediterranean. Last week it was conducting naval exercises with Italy in the Ionian Sea. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill say with the assault by Hamas into Israel, there's no time to spare on picking a new leader to replace House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who was ousted last week. Lawmakers are expected to vote as soon as Wednesday with two strong candidates and no clear favorite for the gavel. They're trying to coalesce around the new speaker after eight Republicans joined with Democrats to vote out Mr. McCarthy. Colorado Republican Ken Buck. We have a lot of talent inside the House. We'll settle this inside the House Republican Conference, and we will elect someone that will have the, the, the unity 
and the backing of the full conference. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise has racked up roughly two dozen endorsements from colleagues since announcing he will run for the position, as has Jim Jordan of Ohio, who heads the House Judiciary Committee and is backed by former President Trump. But many lawmakers have not said where they stand. Bring smiles to all when shopping online with Dell Technologies Gift Guide. Whether it's for the artist, the entrepreneur, the student, or the streamer, you'll find the perfect gift. Dell.com slash gift guide makes gifting easy with a carefully curated selection. Shop now to explore our innovative PCs like the XPS 13 laptop, powered by the latest Intel Core processors plus accessories. Visit Dell.com slash gift guide today. That's Dell.com slash gift guide. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Monday. Republicans fear the GOP infighting that cost Kevin McCarthy his speakership could drag them down in frontline races as they look to hold on to the House and flip the Senate. Insight from Julia Manchester, national politics reporter at The Hill. Julia, what are you hearing? I think for vulnerable Republicans, particularly in states like California and New York, these blue states with these, you know, somewhat redder districts where you have a lot of moderate Republican lawmakers, for them, this is a headache because they want to be focusing, um, you know, their fire in their campaigns on the Biden administration and saying, you know, talking about the economy under the Biden administration and being able to compare Republican leadership to Biden. But with everything that's happened in the speakership drama over the past week, um, that makes it very difficult to do because it proves to be a distraction. So a lot of Republicans I've spoken to have said that in the immediate aftermath of this. And remember, we're still in the middle of this. We haven't we don't have a new speaker yet. And Republicans are trying to figure that out as soon as possible. But we might see a bit of a dip in fundraising. We might see, um, you know, uh, you know, lack of events, sort of a pause in normal campaign campaign business on the House side as they sort of get everything together and, you know, get back on track. Um, You know, that being said, though, while we'll see that dip, um, we are in October of 2023 and the general election is in November of 2024. So much can happen between now and then. There will be a million different news cycles between now and then. So I think some Republicans, even though they're worried about this right now, they caution that we could be living in an entirely different world by next November. Jeez. All right. So do you get the sense that how a speaker is chosen here will be as important as who the speaker is? You know, potentially, potentially. And, um, you know, a lot of it has to deal do with you know some of the conditions uh, that the speaker is elected with. So with this motion to vacate, for example, um, you know I think there we've heard some rep- Republicans say you know if Jim Jordan is elected, and we know this is it looks like it's going to be between Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan, they would be okay with the motion to be to vacate being done away with. Um, but if someone like Steve Scalise is elected and there is this cloud of the motion to vacate hanging over his shoulder at all times, that's going to be, make it really difficult for him to govern and for Republicans to move forward. Yeah. Because um, right now it's like these eight Republicans who voted to oust McCarthy led by Matt Gates are almost holding whoever the speaker will be hostage if there's always going to be this motion to vacate. We're speaking with Julia Manchester, national politics reporter at The Hill. Her piece is called McCarthy Drama Causes Headaches for Vulnerable 
Republicans. How about those uh, Republicans in swing districts in New York and California? Yeah, you know, for them, I think it's, it's difficult because they don't like Matt Gates. They don't like what he did. Um, you know, they may might not have seen Kevin McCarthy as the perfect leader. Um, but for them, the fact that Kevin McCarthy was able to strike a deal to avoid a government shutdown is important. Um, they wanted to avoid that and to, you know, keep the, the um, you know, the trains on track in terms of the government. But um, in a lot of these Republicans also are in favor of funding for Ukraine. Um, the Matt Gateses and some of these more conservative members of the conference are not. Um, so that's going to be um, a sticking point for a lot of them. So it puts them in a difficult position. Yeah. How about the uh, a couple of the online spats we've seen, like on X, right? Didn't uh, Senator Tom Cotton call out Congressman Matt Rosedale? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that that actually that particular exchange is very interesting because you know this uh, you know on, on the front end of this, this seems like it's a, a House problem. But remember, Matt Rosendale has not ruled out a Senate run. Yeah. And we know that Senate Republicans are very happy with Tim Sheehy, who is um, a, not a candidate for Senate in Montana. They're very happy with that choice to take on Tom Tillis. But now that Matt Rosendale is considering this, and there could be a primary between these two if Matt Rosendale hops in, that's going to make life very difficult for Senate Republicans. Nice, Julia. Julia Manchester, national politics reporter at The Hill. 20 minutes after the hour on This Morning, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. The rapidly intensifying war between Israel and Palestinian militants continued into the early hours of Monday morning, with the Israeli Security Cabinet firmly declaring war and the death toll surpassing 1,100, a figure that may include some Americans. Throughout Sunday, the Israeli government was still working to evacuate civilians from towns and villages near Gaza, and authorities worked to treat hundreds of wounded civilians, recover the bodies of the dead, and try to determine how many Israelis were being held hostage. Israeli Defense Forces spokesman Jonathan Kenrikas. The unprecedented nature of our situation calls for an unprecedented response on Israel's behalf, and that is uh, what we've started to do. Palestinian authorities say more than 300 fighters and civilians have been killed by Israeli counterattacks. Each side reported thousands of wounded. Number two. The assault by Hamas into Israel injects new urgency into House Republicans' efforts this week to name a permanent House Speaker, with lawmakers saying there was no time to spare on picking a new leader to succeed Kevin McCarthy, Republican Congressman Ken Buck of Colorado. For those folks that, that think we are projecting a, a chaotic image, uh, it makes mo- a lot more sense to do this behind closed doors and get it finished before we go to the floor. Lawmakers head into a conference vote as soon as Wednesday with two likely candidates, Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan, but many lawmakers say they have not said where they stand. Number three. Rescue workers are searching for survivors in western Afghanistan after a powerful earthquake killed at least 2,445 people and injured thousands more in one of the deadliest seismic disasters to hit the country in recent decades. Two magnitude 6.3 earthquakes struck western Afghanistan on Saturday near the city of Herat, destroying more than 1,300 homes. Video circulating on social media show villages reduced to rubble and houses flattened. You have some experience with possession. Yes, more than I'd like. Exorcism is a ritual. Every culture, every religion, they all use different methods. 
gets ready to take all of them. The Exorcist Believer drove out all foes at the box office, but his numbers didn't entirely make heads spin. The latest resurrection of the demonic franchise brought in $27.2 million in its opening weekend. Last week's top film, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, was a distant second, while another horror sequel, Saw 10, was third. All right, thank you, Jen. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Thanks for joining us. Don't start spending your anticipated raise for next year. Employers surveyed by management consultants Aon and Mercer forecast increases of between 3.5 and 3.7 percent, down from 3.9 percent this year. Prepping to get what you feel you deserve from Julie Bauke, career expert known as Julie on the job. Julie, help us out. I think that, again, the pendulum is striking back, is swinging back. Employers, they kind of went nutso during COVID, like it was sort of like, let's stuff my mouth with chocolates and, you know, let's get as many people in the door as we can because we're freaking out here, Uh, especially in certain fields where the demand went way up during COVID. And then all of a sudden now we're talking about, you know, there's the price of consumer confidence is is shaky. Unemployment's gone up a little bit. There've been some big layoffs that have happened. And so employers will will look at how do I tighten my belts in in some ways? And so they're going to go back to what was previous, which was merit increases between three and 4%. So if you're a leader and you have a salary budget, in a lot of cases, you have, you have the leeway to give your better people, people who are performing well, better increases, and your lower, the people who aren't, um, performing as well, lower increases. So be very, very careful as you dole that money out and make sure that you are tying the increase you're giving to, excuse me, that you are tying the increase you're giving to people's actual performance because, and make sure that it's based on real data and information, real information, because anything less than that, it really can look like I'm favoring Uh, you know, I'm playing favorites. And one of the things that you want to think about is make sure that you are giving increases based on only business factors. I have been in conversations back when I was in um, HR where, well, so-and-so is, you know, has kids at home, his you know, he's a family man, he needs more money. I'm like, okay, you know, not relevant. Okay. Um, and so make sure that you're tying it 
to productivity and effectiveness so you can make sure that you're providing the carrot to the right people for the right reasons. We're speaking with Julie Pauke, career expert known as Julie on the job. We're talking about getting a raise for next year. Um, what can an employee do now, I guess, to make his or her case when the time comes? You should all never expect that the people above and around you are paying attention to your successes. They may pay attention to your failures, but you are in charge of you. And when you get feedback from a customer, when you get feedback from a coworker, when you get recognized or appreciated for something you've done, keep a file with all those things in it. Make sure that you are able to, if someone would ask you, let's say you jump in the elevator and there's the CEO. The CEO says, what have you done for us this year? You should always be ready to answer that question. Nice, Julie. Julie Bauke, career strategist known as Julie on the job. 30 minutes now after the hour on This Morning, America's First News. One thing we all have in common is a need to feed. If you're like me, you love to eat and want to eat right without much pre-planning and shopping. Enter HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall with HelloFresh handling all the meal planning and shopping. They do the work, you take a bow. Plus, HelloFresh is more than just dinners. There's breakfast, quick lunches, fresh snacks, tasty, time-saving, and delivered to your front door. HelloFresh's convenience, variety, and quality keep me eating right all day and night. Right now, save from the start. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon and use code 50Gordon for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh's menu offers 40 recipes and over 100 add-ons. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon and use code 50Gordon for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Say goodbye to boring meal plans and HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon. Taking the day's information and helping you make sense of it all. We're here for you every morning. You're listening to America's First News. This morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for being with us. Welcome to Monday, October 9. Gordon Deal, Jennifer Koshenka, some of our top stories and headlines. Israel declares war on Hamas after the terror group attacked over the weekend. The U.S. sends a carrier strike group to the Mediterranean in response. With a new war, there's more urgency to choosing a House speaker this week in D.C. USA Today says Mexican cartels targeting Alaska are driving up the overdose overdose death toll. Celebrity chef Michael Chiarello has died at 61. 49ers pounded the Cowboys in Sunday night football. And the Pennsylvania canine who retired with some serious police numbers. That story in about 20 minutes. Consumer prices are rising more slowly off their peak from June of 2022, but consumers fixate on how much lower they were before the pandemic. And that's a political problem for President Biden. It's a story by Amara Amokwe, economics reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Amara, explain. Yeah, so the issue is that, you know, we still have inflation here at around 3.7%. And so that means prices are still going up. And I think one thing that kind of gets lost when we talk about inflation is that, you know, inflation is a rate. So that's the rate of price increases, right? But what people tend to focus on in their everyday lives is the price level or sort of the absolute price of things, right? And so what a lot of people are feeling when they go to the grocery store, when they think about some of the other essentials that they need, they look at the price level, the, the actual price tag on what they're buying, and they say, look, 
this is still really expensive compared to what I was paying three or four years ago. And so even though economists and the Fed like to talk about how the rate of price increases is coming down, what people are focused on are those price tags. And those still feel really painful in a lot of regards for people. And in many ways, they're a constant reminder. It's every, you know, if you're out and about, you drive by a gas station, ouch, right? You, you see that number going to a grocery store. You still remember what the price of maybe milk used to cost. Uh, you hear the price of cars are through the roof. Like, I feel like it's just, it's, it's always in your face. It's always in your face. And we know for certain that one thing that really drives sentiment is our, our gas prices, right? Because you drive by the gas station, you see the sign and you notice and you, and you know that, okay, I'm paying this, whereas a couple of years ago I was paying that. And we know gas prices really are one of those things that really make people feel pessimistic about the economy mm. when they're higher compared to what they used to be. Yeah. We're speaking with Amara Amokwe, economics reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Her story is called Why Consumers Are Mad About Inflation Even Though It Has Fallen. I think it was a Wells Fargo analyst in your story who made a good point. He said, uh, or she said, just because inflation has come down doesn't mean prices have. Yeah, that's right. Like like we were talking about earlier. So inflation is the rate of price increases. So last summer it was up around 9%. That means prices were increasing at 9%. Um, and now it's at like 3.7%. So prices are still increasing, just not as fast as they were. And, and for many items that people need, prices aren't going down and they aren't likely to go down, right? Yeah. So let's talk about groceries. I talked to one economist who um, covers agriculture and food and he was saying, look, one of the reasons why we aren't likely to see grocery prices and what you pay when you go out to eco down is because the prices of those things has less to do with what's happening on the farm. So, you know, how much uh, crops are costing and that sort of thing, and more to do with what happens along the chain, right? When you, you talk about transportation costs, which which is related to gas prices, you talk about the, the, the cost that employers have to pay uh, for their workers to compensate their workers. And we know we've had this really tight labor market and, you know, employers have had to pay people more. So all of those costs feed into the price we pay for our groceries, the price we pay to go get a burger when we eat out. And those costs aren't going down. Right. And so that's why we aren't likely to see uh, prices for those things that we need go down. Where are we with consumer sentiment as of late? Right. So what we're seeing is that consumer sentiment is uh, not great. <laughs> you know, people have really dealt with uh, inflation for several years and prices aren't going down, as we've been talking about. And people feel like the, the total effect of inflation. Right. So prices are still going up after they went up very sharply last year. And so people are feeling the compounded effect of that. On top of that, we've had the Federal Reserve do several interest rate hikes, so interest rates are higher. So when you think about people now wanting to go buy a house or getting a credit card, you have a much higher interest rate. And there's still this talk of a potential recession, right? The Fed is trying to avoid that. They're they're trying to do what we call this quote unquote soft landing, where they bring down inflation without launching us into a recession. But there are still some economists out there who do think a recession 
is possible. Thanks, Amara. Amara Amokwe, economics reporter at The Wall Street Journal. This Thursday, we get the Consumer Price Index report for September. Analysts expect a small decrease in headline inflation. Glad you're with us. Welcome into Monday. Google is out with its latest Android-based Pixel phones. Expect plenty of pointless bickering to follow. Here's Charles Passy at MarketWatch, an iPhone guy. Charles, your take. You know, as I say, there's the, the war between Democrats and Republicans. There's the war between New York Mets fans and New York Yankees fans. And yeah, there's the war between iPhone users and Android users. And it is incredibly heated. I mean, you know, I talked to um, married couples where, you know, one spouse is, is, is Android, the other is iPhone. They bicker about this all the time. Um, and it's like a really, really partisan issue. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of also a reflection of, um, in a, you know, it extends to the computer world, the Apple versus the PC crowd. But, yeah. you know, and, and I guess, you know, iPhones have a reputation of sort of skewing a little bit younger, a little bit, if you will, cooler. Um, but uh, Android users just say, hey, we've got a lot of benefits to our platform that you guys are not realizing and you are just a bunch of eye sheep uh as as apple fanatics are sometimes called um you know and what had stuck with me or why this story or this column kind of popped to mind is because you know i i had had this really unpleasant uh argument um with with a, a very close friend of mine uh it was a little more than a year ago we were both uh, we were out and about driving around looking for uh, this cool little bar we were going to go to and we couldn't find it. We were getting lost. He pulls out his phone, which is an Android phone, to look up directions. I pull out my phone, which is an iPhone, to look up directions. And the next thing I know, he's yelling at me like, oh, you're one of those iPhone people. Oh, my God, wow. you're clueless. You're an idiot. And, you know, and I'm like, hey, you know, it's my phone. I like it, you know, and 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 I pointed out that iPhones were the biggest selling phones in the U.S., which they are, although they're not the biggest selling phones internationally. Yeah. So I was like I was like and it was so weird that we were getting into this like really, really angry discussion about our phones. So um, so that's that's what's going on. I'm speaking with Charles Passy. He's written a column for MarketWatch called Why iPhone and Android Users Have So Many Fights Over Their Phone Choices. That Colorado couple you found was fascinating. Uh, the, the, oh, with yeah. The, with oh, the yeah. split. I, I always think, you know, a husband and wife, or even you just go get a phone, you know, together. So it's the, you know, similar one, but not these guys. Uh, no, no. A woman by the name of Karen Hoskin out of, out of Colorado. She's... She's an iPhone person. Uh, her her husband is 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 Android. Uh, she called him uh, Android again, connected to Google. She called him a Google psycho. Um, you know, and she's basically <laughs> describing to me how when they take pictures and he and he and 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 he takes out his his Android phone, she's like, "You're not going to take a picture with that. You're not going to take a picture with that because because you know the the iPhone. She as far as she's concerned." has a much better, uh, much better for taking pictures or whatever. Um, you know, as I point out in the column, I don't want to get into the techie stuff. I'm not a techie person. I'm just sort of more almost talking here about the cultural divide. Look, there are advantages to each platform and experts can walk you through them. Uh, but it's just more fascinating how this has become personal to people and, and very, very personal. Uh, there, is there an age divide here? 
There's definitely an age divide. There's definitely an age divide. Uh, a colleague of mine at the Wall Street Journal had looked at this as uh, fairly closely. I mean, you know, you you know, uh, iPhone users do skew younger um, for the most part, um, especially in this country. And you know, uh, there was a uh, there was a twenty-something uh, uh, iPhone user who posted a video, and he says, you know, he says. You're telling me in 2023 you still have a droid? You got to be at least 50 years old. I mean, so there's 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 some of that. Thanks, Charles. Charles Passy, reporter at MarketWatch. Bring smiles to all when shopping online with Dell Technologies Gift Guide. Whether it's for the artist, the entrepreneur, the student, or the streamer, you'll find the perfect gift. Dell.com slash gift guide makes gifting easy with a carefully curated selection. Shop now to explore our innovative PCs like the XPS 13 laptop, powered by the latest Intel Core processors plus accessories. Visit Dell.com slash gift guide today. That's Dell.com slash gift guide. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Monday, nine minutes now in front of the hour on this morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Israel's counteroffensive against the Palestinian Hamas military group will likely stretch for months, if not years, especially if suspicions of Iranian involvement in Hamas's stealth ambush on Israel turn out to be true. More than 1,100 people have been killed in Israel and the Gaza Strip, with thousands more wounded. Israel is pounding Gaza with airstrikes after Hamas fighters launched surprise air, sea and ground incursions on several sites in southern Israel at dawn on Saturday, while also taking dozens of Israeli civilians and soldiers hostage. Secretary of State Antony Blinken on ABC. Literally dragging people across the, the border with Gaza, including a Holocaust survivor in a wheelchair, women and children. So you can imagine the impact this is having throughout Israel. And the world should be revolted at what it's seen. Given that the surprise attack stemmed from a failure of Israeli intelligence and surveillance mechanism to detect and forestall, experts say there are likely more Hamas operatives already embedded in Israel. Number two. Pro-Ukraine senators from both parties unnerved by the upheaval in the House say they want to move quickly to pass a year-long aid package for the war-torn country that far exceeds the amount of aid requested by President Biden in August that would last through the 2024 election. Proponents say it would be easier to win support for one big package versus several smaller packages. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina says he wants to see one package that would get Ukraine through next year. Number three. One person was killed and eight were wounded in a shooting during a private party at a Pennsylvania community center early Sunday. Indiana County District Attorney Robert Manzi says officers responded shortly after midnight to a community center in White Township. Members of the Pennsylvania State Police literally ran towards the gunfire to render aid and protection for members of our community. Nine people between the ages of 18 and 23 were shot, including a 22-year-old Pittsburgh man who died at the scene. She's officially the most decorated athlete in the history of the sport. 26-year-old Simone Biles has been crowned World Gymnastic All-Round Champion for a sixth time. With a win, she surpasses Russian gymnast Vitaly Sherbo, who reigned in the 90s. Simon secured her 37th medal over the weekend. She had returned to international competition two years after she pulled herself out of the Olympics. You don't do this in gymnastics at the age of 26. I, I know, since you start when you're like three. Right? Yeah. These kids peak at like 15 sometimes. It's crazy. She's unbelievable. Thank you, Jen. Pennsylvania K-9 named Rex is hanging up his leash. 
After eight and a half years of service, including over 100 suspect apprehensions and hundreds of pounds of marijuana, cocaine, meth, and heroin seizures. Fox News says most recently, Rex helped search for convicted killer Danilo Cavalcante, who was captured after he escaped from the Chester County Prison in late August. An official retirement ceremony was held last month for Rex, the nine-and-a-half-year-old German shepherd. Among his notable stats, he took part in 110 apprehensions, 107 tracks, and 51 building searches. Rex also helped seize 316 pounds of marijuana, 70 pounds of cocaine, two pounds of meth, and a pound of heroin. He also recovered 61 firearms throughout his career. After the ceremony, Rex went home to live the easy life with Corporal Chad Miller of the Lower Paxton Township Police Department. Mr. Miller was his handler for his entire career. Miller and Rex served on the U.S. Marshals Fugitive Task Force together. That'll do it for this hour. For Jennifer Koshenka, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.